What's happening, weirdos? I know we say this a lot, but this is incredible. Let's get to it as quickly as possible. I just added new tour dates. Go to PeteHolmes.com. And maybe if you'd like to support the show, try a Pete's Pick. These are products that I love. And when you use the promo code, it helps the show. Keep keep the old lights on. Let's hear the let's hear the ads. <laughs> and if you like this show, why not try a Pete's Pick? Pete's Picks are products that support the show, but I actually use and I actually love, especially when I'm touring. I've been swearing by Magic Mind. I'm going to be honest. I had two shows last night, and it was a two Magic Mind sort of day. For those of you who don't know what Magic Mind is, it is a tiny little magical elixir that gives you better focus on your work and be more creative and drink less coffee. It is a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, nootropics that help you focus, and adaptogens that help you fight off stress. It is basically my little secret formula that makes me feel creative, in the flow, dialed in, happy, and ready to go. I have been drinking way less coffee. I've been noticing that coffee makes my teeth grit together and my my fists clench. Magic Mind is not like that. Don't think of like uh, all jacked up, dialed in, not wired in that flow state. It's like athletes have Gatorade, now creative types have Creatorade. You get 30% more done on average. That's five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. I just did the show in San Francisco and a fan came up to me and said, thank you for telling us about Magic Mind. It's This is facts. She was like, it absolutely changed my mind. And I was like, right, I just had one. That's part of why the show was so good. Gives me access to my brain, gives me just the right amount of energy and just enough adaptogens to help curb that stress and help me do what I need to do with a sharp mind, steady energy, immune support, and less stress. It is incredible. Fights off ADD symptoms, fights off procrastination, fights off brain fog and fatigue, and gets you into that flow state. And we have a special offer for weirdos from our friends at Magic Mind. Go to www.magicmind.co slash weird and use the discount code weird to get 20% off your first order and show your support of the show. That's magicmind.co slash weird, promo code weird at checkout for 20% off and show your support of this show. We're also brought to us by our friends at MeUndies, which I'm currently wearing. I'm wearing like a like a Hawaiian pineapple uh, MeUndies PJ pant or lounge pant, which I absolutely love. You know that feeling when you get uh, when your crush texts you unexpectedly, or when you make powerful, prolonged eye contact eye contact with that cute barista at your local coffee shop. Well, that's how it feels wearing the new limited edition MeUndies Valentine's Day collection. Add some heat to your V-Day with MeUndies and get 20% off your first purchase. Plus, get free standard shipping and free returns when you go to MeUndies.com slash weird. Val and I heard about MeUndies on another podcast and we did a complete overhaul of our PJ pants, or our lounge pants, and the underwear Top to tails, mostly our tails. Top to tails, complete rehaul because they are the softest, best fitting, in my opinion, the best patterned, the best looking, either classy, like just like a solid color that looks great and fits great, or like I'm wearing today, 
a fun pattern that puts me in a good mood in the morning. Because love is supposed to be fun. Whether you love someone else or just yourself, it's usually a good time. That's why MeUndies has super comfortable and cute undies, bralettes, loungewear, and more in flirty new prints for this V-Day season. Comfort is sexy, so get matching with someone you love or just match with your favorite all furball for the cutest pics anyone has ever seen. Available in sizes extra small to 4X, they have something for every booty to fall in love with. And MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order and free U.S shipping right to your door to get 20% off your first order free U.S. shipping and chat with their incredible cheek squad about any questions or sizing concerns go to meundies.com slash weird that's meundies.com slash weird all right everybody hope to see you out on the road or at largo uh february 14th for valentine's day me and val will be on stage together at largo go to largo-la.com um, and don't feel like you need to bring a date, by the way, just because oh, it's Valentine's no. Day. Fuck yeah, that shit. Fuck that. Come hang out. Yeah. In fact, better? Come, come single. You never know who you'll meet. But also, you don't need anybody. That's the That's point. That's right. Largo-LA.com. <laughs> and we do that every month if you're hearing this after the fact. Um, but all right. Get into it. I started recording. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I thought that was a nice way to. It to was. That's what start. I was like. Why? Uh, why not share how you're feeling? <laughs> you're. Let's. Let me predict how you might be feeling. Mm-hmm. That you know that I'm in the auto zone. <laughs> yes. You're tired. Mm-hmm. A you're coming in here depleted. Deeply did? Who did you? <laughs> it doesn't matter, but they did it deeply. <laughs> Oi. Oh, my Brad. God. Oh, my God. I just it like... was me. We watched <laughs> season three of Ted Lasso, <laughs> and then we did it <laughs> deeply. Brad, oh, use your real voice. Yeah. Hello, how are you guys going? <laughs> <laughs> I hope Brad hears that. I actually prefer <laughs> the real voice. I do, too. Mm-hmm. But it, it's almost... It's almost it, <laughs> It's yeah. not, it's not, it's impossible to do because it's utter perfection. <laughs> His real voice? Yeah. I don't care for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 100% JK. People uh, are aware of your love of uh, Beagles. Yeah, it's been no secret. I just, I can't keep it in. And actually, you bring you, it up. Do you have to say, I, you bring it up more than I do. Well, yeah, I guess you could say it's on my mind. Like, it's a huge fight. <laughs> huge fight. Yeah, right. You have a crush on him, too. I do. In <laughs> fact, we've been trying because you said that Brett has been going, He like, he looks great. He's mad fit. <laughs> I'm mad fit. What uh, did I say? You Well, no, you told me that what he does, you heard on Films to be Buried With. Oh, yeah. Just a quick moment. That he doesn't. Yeah, because he's, he's class. Yeah. So he's not he's always not gonna talking go about his... his, like, he's not going to be like, well, I do like O30, but not like <laughs> properly. <laughs> he just does. <laughs> is that good? Or you just love anything that makes you think of him? It can be both. <laughs> it can be both. Um Anyway, we've been trying to eat like Brett Goldstein a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, it was just like a simple, like, I try to stay away from carbs. I try to stay away from <laughs> and carbs. I was like, I can do that. Yeah. Well, and we talked last it week about your that, how you got uh, multi-level marketed. <laughs> I got a little mo- multi-level marketed, <laughs> Oops. too. Oops. Oops. 
I'm in an MLM. I Um, thought a person was nice. They're still nice. They can be nice. Oh, yeah. They're swept in it, too. Multi-level marketing is like cults without God. Well, when moms... (laughs) Yeah, There's no God. There's just money. Well, the God is money. Yeah. Um, You just said a mouthful. When moms are into... Mams? Multi-level marketing. It's like different. It's endearing. And you're kind of like, I actually think you'll be okay. Did like, we say this on the po- Yeah, no, we didn't. Because I said it on the episode with Jean Marco, which was awesome. But I was talking about how we almost were like, I almost kind of wish my parents had an affair because I. Yes. It's, it's a joke. Yes. But I was like, I said this to you and it made me laugh. I was like, I wish my parents had an affair only because I just hope they enjoyed something. Right. Totally. <laughs> you know I mean? like, it's like, I, you want- I don't mean it because it would have been so... So much of my life is, does benefit for all the shit I talk about my, because that's just like what people do. You think about your past, how it affected your present, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But for all of that, I did have like a very, compared to a lot of people, a very solid foundation upon which to build like a Leonardo da Vinci style, like deer skin winged system with a bike on it that helps me fly over Rome, but for only like 30 seconds. <laughs> oh my God. It gave me one of those da Vinci <laughs> so, solo, so. solo planes. I know exactly. I'm picturing exactly what you you're picturing. You nailed it. And it was drawn on like kind of a tea stained parchment uh-huh. and, and, he did and it. it somehow is it's like feathers like it so it looks oh, I don't know if it's feathers okay well, I think you're picturing Icarus the myth I'm yes. talking about something that was fucking real well, but didn't you, work yeah okay you Assassin's were, Creed be damned what were the worked. wings made out of the wood and canvas well I just said my, my guess what I said I'm sorry, I, I hold you, you to said this. like a hundred things yeah. I was just no I'm having a manic up. brain dump I said a deer skin because it's like a tan cloth oh, deer so, skin. but that's okay. also because the parchment is tea stained so you dry anything on that yeah. white cotton sheets look like deer skin on a <laughs> because it's the color of the parchment okay I did miss the deer skin and we weren't picturing the same thing I was picturing something that he would make but he would Leonardo Yes, but he would make the feathers, like get a bunch of white feathers and like make real wings that looked like a winged bird. Winged. I also didn't know we were... Recording? Yeah. (laughs) For any of this. Uh, Yeah. I didn't know we were talking about something that really existed. He did make it. Can we just say, just for the up top riff dump? Yeah. How insane is it that... Think about your Leonardo da Vinci, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci. I also was picturing Leonardo DiCaprio this whole time. Hilarious. He'd be flattered. Yeah. Uh, By the way, that is something my dad would okay. Okay. Like men, we do this. We wear jerseys and say, I saw a guy in a Tom Brady jersey, just some fucking guy. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm Tom Brady. Just say it. (laughs) I'm Tom Brady. Like he's trying to get the chant going. You're just, and you know, and I, I, I know I look for transference as well. I have Richard mm-hmm. Roy's hat by my desk. Mm-hmm. So I'm going like, maybe the energy of this hat, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. But my father and a lot of fathers like him, they love the history channel and stuff because they're looking to like absorb like Leonardo da Vinci. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Okay. If my dad did that, which he would is his ownership of him. He's like, I understand him. We're of one mind. (laughs) Like, are you? Yeah. Because he invented, he lived in like the beautiful Stone Age. It was still Mm -hmm. the Stone Age. There was just pasta and the Colosseum, (laughs) but it was still people being like, you know, bloodletting and fucking taking dumps in like a running creek on the street. Like, this is where we take (gasps) Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Brody. I'm, I'm, this whole time, I'm like, do we edit that out? I just... I mean, or do we leave it in? Because I've been talking a lot of shit about Brody. You know what's funny is we have friends visiting. That's who he's just barking at. And they have these little dogs. And I was like, I like these little dogs. Do you? Little dogs are generally more hated. way barkier. Oh, barkier. And like, yeah. I just went straight to more hated. More, more hated. hated. I mean, kind of. I Big dogs are like, in general... I mean, Brody's a rescue, so he barks, but like... Okay, great. Now, anything I say about him will be like, he's a rescue. Everyone will be thinking about his horrible past. I'm sorry. The barking is annoying, regardless of how. It's like... Irregardless. (laughs) So sorry. Irregardless. No. It's like, you know, it's like a person where you're just like, they are... uh, I can't think of any example of a bad person trait. Think of an, an annoying person trait. A mouth breather? They're a mouth breather, but it's because they had asthma as a kid. Yeah, I know. This is why (laughs) I said this before. I don't know if I said this on the last We Made It Weird. The fact that I have issues with my dog, I'm aware, is like the most unlike... Like if I was writing a script and I wanted you to not like somebody, I would be like, he's frustrated with his dog. Any audience, including me. Yes. That's me. If I saw a movie and there was a character, Steve Carell, the most likable guy, if he was like, get the dog out of here, I'd be like, fuck this guy. That's that's what's uh, well, that's what I think is hopefully artistically and uh, socially meaningful about me sharing something vulnerable about myself. That's what I'm always going for. I'm not really, and I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this in my defense of people that might be like, he needs to ease up on the dog. Yes. Uh, yeah. I um by me not being able to think of an example. did the opposite of what I was trying to do. I was trying to say like, this person's a narcissist because their parents weren't good in some way. This tree is weird because that's where the sunlight was. No, get out of here. You (laughs) beloved creature of God. I love you so much. How did he open the door? Did he, I don't know. Did he get up on his hind legs? Because that I'd be into. <laughs> yeah. If he's walking around the house on two legs when we're not here, that's hilarious. And I'd get him little clothes, <laughs> little shoes. So you want a little person. Jordans. <laughs> I want it. Look, when I, I, I know we talk about this all the time, but I mean, it just happened. So here we are. Uh, when I'm clear... To use the Scientologist term, <laughs> I like I don't Scientology doesn't own clear. When I'm spacious, yeah, I fucking love Brody. And when I'm tight, I still love Brody. I'm, I'm very gentle and kind to him. I'm just a, a little bit more like, oh, this is the thing that frightens me three, four times a day. Absolutely, and I don't know why I'm like stuck on this. I want to be clear. I was with my example trying to defend you. I haven't been able to oh, finish this point. Yeah, sorry. By being like, even if it's like you're a narcissist because your parents neglected you. I am. <laughs> I will We're never finish so this point. It'll never happen. I know it's the riff dump. <laughs> I it's like this person's an asshole because their parents were bad. They're still an asshole. So like Brody barks because he's a, re- a rescue. It still is annoying when he oh, barks. I'm going to say something. That's great. And I heard you and I felt <laughs> I received it as love. Okay. And I, ooh, I could tell that airplane story. You could talk about your zoo day and I could talk about my travel day. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good story. Mm-hmm. That, that story meant so much to me. Anyway, um, 
something positive about Brody is I had uh, three or four days alone with Lee, which you do all the time. And when you came back, I was like, I've been to where you've been. Like, I, I was so grateful for you. Yeah. Like, I know that's like an 80s movie, Mr. Mom cliche, but I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it, it kills you. Like, it really it kills you. It kills you in the sense that you are dissolved for parts. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you think you are, the energy you go into thinking like, I'm this kind of person, or these are my friends, or these are my interests, that is like scrap metal melted down and converted into pushing someone on a swing or making someone an omelet, like yeah. which you <laughs> gladly do. I would gladly heave myself into a Fargo wood chipper for Leela <laughs> to be happy for 15 minutes. Like, that, like I'll do it. Yeah. So you'll do it. But at the end of it, you're not even there. And no. you came home and I was like curled over like a babushka (laughs) stirring some porridge that would hopefully feed her for one meal if she eats it and i kissed your feet i was so happy that you were home not not to take over but i was like i'm so sorry because because she gets up like three four times in the night and usually she completely rejects me but i i was the only one so i was getting up three four times in the night and then also getting up at 5 30 and there's something about and i know everyone can relate so don't think i'm just like wah wang like you get up when it's dark that's just like a it's hard to have a great day when you wake up and it's dark. And, and you're fully on right away. Yes. And you're on until it's dark again. Yes. And it is a... Facts, 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 facts. I also, facts. I have been telling people, you know, like, it's not that I was hoping by any means. Like, if I had come home and you had been like... It was it was so great and surprisingly easy and was, you know, whatever. Oh, can we please stop right there? Because... <laughs> I was just talking about how one of my favorite things about A Course in Miracles is like, get real, like fucking stop. Mm. Meaning, and I don't mean to put this on you if it's not true. Of course you want me, you would hate it if you came home and I was like, (laughs) what's the big deal? She made me dinner. And that's that's not, (laughs) it's not evil. It's not wrong. It's just what the ego does. Mm -hmm. It's it's what's happening in this reality. I'll give an example that I'm like, sometimes I'll, somebody that I was jealous of coming up and I, I catch myself going on Spotify to see how many listens their band has. Even somebody I liked, but I'll just be like, they, they weren't that great and they made me feel small in college. I'm not proud of this. Yeah. And I'll go on their Spotify and then I'll be like, oh, that's a pretty good amount of listens. But oh, that's fine. But let's just be honest. You wanted it to be zero. Like, mm-hmm. stop it. And people won't, a lot of people won't admit that because they think by having that thought, that's who they are. I'm saying you can have that thought and that has nothing to do with who you are. Yeah. We're in a world of different differentiation. Yeah. That's what's happening. And it leads to these perversions of extremes mm. of identity seeking, of specialness seeking, of identity. Well, I already said identity seeking. <laughs> and of identity seeking. So much so that it gets grotesque. That mm. doesn't mean it's you. You're always telling me that. Just because you have the thought. But like what I love about A Course in Miracles that I'm working my way through and really enjoying is it's all about you can't fix it if you don't look. So don't pretend to be loving. Don't pretend Mm. to like your dog. Don't pretend you didn't wish that that person has zero listens on Spotify because that's the game that's being played. Doesn't mean you have to like surrender and just be a piece of crap. You you don't identify with that. Don't take it too seriously. But when I go like... It, it, it goes like, just be honest, like your thoughts are 
Like you have thoughts of murder. It doesn't mean like literal murder, but they're yeah. as fierce as murder mm. because that's what the ego does. Yeah. Everything is about you. Me and Michael Gunger were having one of the biggest laughs where I was like, I think one of the reasons I'm obsessed with masturbation in my comedy and in crashing, all these things, I'm always talking about masturbation, is because I, I want us to be honest and be like, everything's jerking off. Mm. Everything is. You go to a comedy show in the audience, you're jerking off. You, wanna, you want it to feel good. It's all about you. Yeah. The comedian on stage, he wants to kill. He's jerking off. It's all about him. Or you want to serve people and relieve their stress. They're jerking off. You're jerking. <laughs> so Michael was going like, even if you're like, tending to someone as they're dying and being selfless you're still dry humping the deathbed a little bit and being like oh yeah and that what i'm saying is that's not evil and it's not wrong and nothing is gained by acting like you're not self-centered like or, or self and i'm not even trying to have that like lava lamp freshman year of college like is it possible to do something truly selfless right i'm just saying like that's what reality <laughs> Altruism. is is it even real that like fucking get away from me but yeah. at the same time i can get into the benefit because here's here's something very gentle in the chorus the point meaning i'm always saying these fierce things mm -hmm. the point is to look at your ego and smile mm. and forgive it and mm -hmm. love it the lesson I just did was I forgive the world. Mm. I forgive everything. And that includes me. So mm. I don't go around and pretend. And then later in the day when I can't forgive everything instantly, mm. I don't pretend like I do because that, that's what we used to do. Mm -hmm. We used to go like, as long as I look like I'm forgiving, fuck that. The course would say, be honest. You you hate this loud gum chewing Uber driver. You, you mm. At least look at it mm. and ask for help. Mm. and ask for something higher than you. It's almost like sobriety. It's mm. like trying to get sober from having an ego. Mm -hmm. But and, and Alcoholics Anonymous, one of the reasons I think it's so effective and all the 12-step programs is because it's like, will you cut the shit? Mm -hmm. You're an, you are an alcoholic. Say it. It's mm -hmm. like, hi, my name is Pete Holmes. I'm self-centered. I'm selfish. I have hate thoughts. I have attack thoughts. I, you know, I, I, I generalize. I, I, I'm only thinking about me so much of the day. Mm -hmm. And even when I'm not thinking about me, it's, it's kind of about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get honest. Let's get sober. Yeah. And I think that the, like, that's the like mindfulness and the clear seeing and then the forgiveness is the language that you'd use for A Course in Miracles that has to come after that. Like you can't have both. Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, you have to have both. You can't have ju just the like, I have these these judgmental thoughts and I have murderous thoughts and like leave it there. That's like the Rush Limbaugh cliche. Like I have a cigar. I call it like I see it. It's yes, like great. We're not interested. Step in... one, you figured out you're an asshole. Like yeah. good, good for you. Step yeah. two, you have to forgive and surrender and, and not, and in, in Buddhism, the way to do that is a little bit more just like, and maybe the, it, it's true in the course too. It's like, you realize that you're having these thoughts and then you realize that they are just thoughts and you don't have to believe them. Yes. And you look at them and smile. Yeah. So you are, you are recognizing that it is not personal. These thoughts are coming in like radio waves that have really nothing to do with you, yes. the truest you. Yes. And, and once that distance has been created, it's so much easier to forgive them, to have compassion for them. And that's why the like, Oh, Go man, bringing yes. it back to Brody, everything you just said about like the shame around 
around being upset, getting upset with Brody, having a difficult time with Brody. That is, that shame is just perpetuating the upset with Brody because now he is the shame maker. Yeah. He, so not only does he startle you and scare you and, and make you struggle. And remind me that I'm angry. And like he reminds mm, me that I have anger in me and I hate yeah. that. And then I'm like, what, what is this doing in here? Yes. Like a shock goes through me and I'm angry. Yeah. And which I'm like, is fuck great. I'm an angry guy. You were not allowed to be as a kid. You were told <laughs> right. that you are not the angry, just like me. So then it's like, even my being angry is like, <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I know. You are the peacemaker of the family. Oh, <laughs> never call a child the peacemaker. That, Even if they make peace, just be like, I, just keep that to yourself. Yes. Like, by the way, if you have called your child the peacemaker, I'm not uh, judging you. No, no, no. But I rarely say like absolutes in that way. But as somebody who was called that and I was married too. to somebody who was called that, just don't do it. That's not the kid's job to yeah. keep the peace. It's like being like, when you see a fire, you're the one that puts it out. And it's like. <laughs> By the way, that's my my impression of my mom. I'm not just doing like some yes. kind of like Faye. Can you say Faye? Oh, I thought you were going to say Faye Dunaway. <laughs> fa- well, I did mean Faye Dunaway. I'm, I'm not just trying to sound like Faye Dunaway. <laughs> Keep going, please. But I, but so. The separation that it's not yourself. Yes. That that and so with Brody, it's like the, it, you could really, and you do sometimes, cut it short with. Like you have a reaction. You can't help that reaction. He scares the shit out of you and it turns that flame turns into anger. That's probably not going to stop. I, I don't know. I no, just think that that's, that's, that's exactly that's in the course too. It's like, you can't stop your body or your ego's reaction to things. And yeah. that's what Michael Gunger was telling me too. And I think Michael's a very enlightened person. Mm. And he was like, that's how big your yes becomes that you you even have space again clear, clarity and space for that reaction and you just yes. smile at it yes. but you don't go that's me i'm angry you just go like oh there's that going on right. and there's this horrible thing going on and there's this and like it's all not personal yes and and you could go a little deeper and be like it's also not real it's just like a mm. strange dream of anger i'm having or i i, I know that might make people freak out because it's like we have to have accountability and i'm all for those structures and those systems and but, self-improvement but like it helps me to go like it's okay it's okay don't take it so seriously is the way i would put it right and unless you are a sociopath or a narcissist which you happen to be neither you you Like you you don't have to worry. There will be enough shame to keep you uh, a contributing member of society, which is what shame's original biological intent was. Shame and guilt was to, to keep you in the pack so that if you did like cut someone's toes off, you were like, there was a mechanism to be like, I don't think I should have done that. That's right. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. that's all it is. But I, so just to, to address what you're saying of like accountability and stuff, it's like, I don't think that's mostly most people on the planet, they are feeling way more shame than is helpful or needed. Yes. And it perpetuates whatever the thing you were feeling ashamed about. So Tara Brock uses the example of like food. She talks, she has such great wisdom about eating disorders and people's unhealthy relationships with food. And she was like specifically talking about overeating is like you overeat. And then I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it was a long time ago. 
It's like you overeat and then you have the shame about overeating mm-hmm. and you have to somehow console that shame mm-hmm. and you go back to overeating. Mm. And so it's just this constant cycle. And that's true with yes. Brody. That's true with masturbation or porn or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's anything that you're feeling. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's true. Anything you you're feeling stressed. ashamed about. So pornography or jerking it for me is definitely a stress management. Totally. And it's also a testosterone management. I'm saying mm-hmm. this like if I was my lawyer. And like it is the OG Christian God, and I was like, there's Pete on the stand for jerking it. I would be like, literally, like the science shows that if you J it, you have less testosterone, and he's he's really just trying to get rid of the aggression that you. I I look to the old school God that you told him was so bad. (laughs) So, like, I was telling somebody about this (laughs) bit I used to have. I, I never recorded it, and I don't do it anymore. But it's like I don't jerk off for me; I jerk off for you. Meaning society. And I was like, I do it to like even myself out and be like a decent, gentle, kind person. The thing is, though, that is a very me bit because I don't think most people are looking at it like that. I don't think so. I go like, oh, I'm a little too, I'm driving a little too, I'm driving driving like Maverick Mm -hmm. or I'm a little like I feel it in my jaw. I can't like be as tea and sympathy as I'd like. Yeah. Jay it. And then I am because I literally lowered the testosterone in my blood. Yeah. Like it's just like less of a thing. It's less of a chemical. I think there are two. It is a U-bit. Or, or Can, and I B- love- Can Bishop text me what, what testosterone is? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's my friend. Um, but I do think that is a U-bit because, and I'm sure there are people who relate to it. And those people are people I would love to. I'm sure because no, I, I do you. love that. This but you're is laughing you. a little bit at me, like it's it's an absurd. Well, I just I wonder. I really actually don't want to say that I know. I I truly wonder if there are two things that are unrelatable about that. You know, because you're really that's like for men specifically. Because I think masturbation is a completely different thing for well, women. Well, sex for a woman increases testosterone. Yeah. So then that's of that. I learned that from Rhonda Rousey. Oh dang! After no, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> she did say that though in the Pete Holmes. I remember. Yeah. Um, but it's going, it's going, it's gone. It's a man thing, jerking <laughs> oh, it to get rid so of your testosterone. So you're doing the demographic, like cutting the demographic in half. And then of the, that smaller pool, yep. you're going to have men who like the feeling <clears throat> of testosterone are trying to have more testosterone. Oh my God. And you have men who probably have never had any shame about jerking off. Yep. So there is no like, why are you defending this? It's fine. Which by the way, <laughs> is one of my earmarks. I had, I had lunch with somebody recently and they were from the church and I mentioned jerking off as like my example, my example of like what I used to feel bad about. And they were like, man, evangelicals really feel bad about that. And I was like, sorry, we're, I don't know if we're ever going to be really close. Wow. Like, like I get it. But like if this person wasn't raised religious, no, no, no. Raised religious is really like, like oh, great, great is. person. I just, I just noticed that I was like, that's one of my. I would so much prefer talking to your brother, not to out your brother. I'm sure your brother would be more like, yeah, I thought I was going to hell. I was like, yes, thank you. That, that type of trauma is a very good glue of bonding. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of overeating, Mm -hmm. every once in a while I'll have a thought like falling asleep or something. And I'm like, not in a panicked or weird way. I'll just be like, Oh, I I hope I remember that on the podcast. And you reminded me of it Mm. and it's unrelated, which is fun, but it's about, reading. I was thinking about something that's been a, a real epiphany and a helpful tool for me is I can identify 
what we're talking about, that mindful identification where the, you know, what do you do with the mad that you feel when you feel so bad, you, mad you could bite the mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers song? And he goes, I can stop when I want to, stop when I wish. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the power of choosing. Yes. It's the power of having like an extra personal uh, consciousness that goes like, mm-hmm. I can see I'm getting angry and I'm going to stop. I think that's why we mm-hmm. value that so much. It's like mm-hmm. divinely human, this ability to go like, Pete wants to do this Mm. And I'm going to stop him. And, yes. and it's beautiful. Yeah. So, oh, don't let me lose it. Oh, binging. When I am when I know I'm binging, mm. and this works, I'll be eating pistachios or something. I know that's annoying. Mm-hmm. When I hear about people binging on something relatively healthy, I'm just kind of like, shut the fuck up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if I'm eating cookies too, like if I'm eating a sleeve of Chips Ahoy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I'm going to share this again. I know I'm having a binge or I'm in an addict behavior. If I ask myself how many of these Chips Ahoy cookies will be enough and right away my brain goes, never, Mm. no amount will be enough. Mm -hmm. That's when I can go, I can't always stop because often I'm already in a feeding frenzy, Mm -hmm. but I go like, at least I know I'm binging. (laughs) Like I'll comfort myself and go like, at least I know what I'm doing Yeah, or I'll stop. Sometimes I will. But then I was, I was falling asleep and I was like thinking about, Death, not in a bad way, but, you know, I often dream about death. I dream that I'm dying. I had a dream that I, I saw this guy, he had, he, in the dream he had eye cancer, eyeball cancer, mm. and he wasn't religious, and Oren was there, who is a friend of mine, not religious, and I hugged both of them, and I, and I just said, don't be afraid of death. God is love. You mm. are made of that love, and when you die, you return to that love, and they moved their arms off of me to, like, move me out of the circle like who's this weirdo but then the guy who was dying in the dream looked at me he like was not not with thanks kind of like with like a firm and strange curiosity or something i couldn't Mm, really tell that's interesting yeah it was an interesting dream but i was thinking about death and i was like what's so funny is Okay, I'll just jump to the conclusion and then I'll we can back up the t- thinking if it's interesting to you. Mm-hmm. But Death I was, is jumping to the conclusion. Oh, we'll be right back. <laughs> but I was like, I'm binging life because mm. if I say to myself, "How many days? Mm. How many experiences Whoa. would be enough?" Yeah, the answer comes just as quickly as chips ahoy. Never. Right. It needs to go forever. And I was like, that's why the extra personal consciousness needs to say, this is a binge. Mm -hmm. Like you need to wake up Mm. because there's, I really take issue with the idea that there's an amount, I, I, it's hard to talk about this, but because it's such a globally held belief, Mm. but that there's an amount of life that you could live that at the end of life, you would be so comforted by your amazing spelunking in South America that you would go like, I'm okay to die. Yeah, I've done enough. I just, I get that you could feel I didn't do enough, Mm -hmm. but I also think if you've done everything, if Elon Musk gets to Mars and he's Mm -hmm. old in a red planet hotel that Mm -hmm. he built, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to be like, at least I got to Mars. Or if he does, and how could I know, Mm -hmm. I'm just suspicious or skeptical even mm-hmm. of the efficacy of saying like, but I did a lot of shit. Cause you'll just be, 
It's my question. Do you want to die happy or do you want to die sad? I think you kind of want to be in the middle. You want to have just done some great stuff, but also kind of be feeling happy. But if you're happy, you, you want to keep living. But if you're sad, you're like, that's enough of this. Like, it's an interesting question. Yeah, it is. But I was like, I need to break the addiction to life. And that's why... Uh, to, to living and to experience mm-hmm. the course is very the course in miracles and other traditions buddhism and other things are very clear that nothing outside of you will make you happy or peaceful yeah it's it's fleeting and it's a photocopy of a photocopy of, of a photocopy of what actual joy is mm-hmm. joy is recognizing your true self full stop yeah that's it that's mystical christianity too by the way yeah. you help people you feed the needy you you start homeboy industries beautiful things it's to wake up like mm-hmm. father Boyle was like i'm doing this so they can save me i don't think he's doing it selfishly but he's like mm-hmm. i'm not saving them we're saving one another mm-hmm. and this is how we save because the only thing that matters is is uh self-realization it, it, because mm-hmm. if you do it we all do it mm-hmm. everybody in the dream wakes up so anyway that was a big tear but i it felt like a huge epiphany to be like i'm binging life it'll never be enough i'll always want another chips ahoy unless i can snap out of it and go no amount of experiences will satiate you. So that can't be the answer. Well, the ego says it is, but I'm saying you're wrong. It is the second noble truth. It's So the first noble truth is life is suffering or the way that Jack Cornfield teaches it is so much more gentler, Mr. Rogers, which is there is suffering. Mm. Uh, the second noble truth is that it's caused, the suffering is caused by attachment and attachment, the three attachments are um, grasping, aversion, <clears throat> and ignorance. Ignorance is sort of like ignorance. Yeah, exactly. Ignoring. Like a neutral, like not neutral, but like <clears throat> um, ambivalent. You know, like not like right. di- like it's not stupidity. Right. It's, it's, it's like it's more like dissociation. It's like right. just complete uh, bowing out. Yeah. Um, and or at least that's my understanding of it. So what you're talking about is grasping. It's grasping to the cookies. It's grasping to life. It's saying this river that I'm in, the river of experience, not only externally, but most especially and noticeably internally, my thoughts come and go. My feelings come and go. I have my foot is asleep and now it isn't. Everything is constantly I'm moving. I'm happy. I'm not happy. Yep. Yeah. Anything could happen at any moment. The planet could fall out of alignment and just whirl into space at any moment. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> trying not to figure out. I'm actually, I find it really comforting to to like it, when you think of specifics like that, that's very scary. Specifics. Specific is especially. Oh, <laughs> nice. Especially, um, but when you think in general, yes, anything could happen to anyone at any moment. It sort of neutralizes it, where you're mm. like, right. So I can't hold on to anything, and what a relief that I don't have to keep grabbing onto things that are the slipperiest fish (laughs) as if you're grabbing them this is why i think for me okay i'm I'm gonna speak for me Mm -hmm. you i need the concept of god i need something the source yeah all all power i have no power what the power that i have to move to think is lended to me by the power Mm -hmm. that's just what we're calling God, because otherwise I'm in that river and I see we're coming to the waterfall. That's my death. Mm -hmm. And naturally, 
as a product of this culture, I'd go, it's over. Yeah. Because I'm over. Because it was all about fucking me. Mm. It was all about fucking me. Yeah. That's why like old school G-O-D stuff really helps because you go like, fucking shut up. Like when I'm on my deathbed, it's like, get over yourself, your small self. Yeah. And get into your big self. That's what's happening. Yeah. Let's drop the small self and get into the ocean. But if you're just like, the the camera that has filmed the movie of my life is falling off a waterfall. Mm. It's like, who cares? I, mm. I get it. I care. I yeah. dream about it. I'm worried about it. Like, I think about it. Right. But it's like, of course you're worried. Yeah. And, and the course would say a meaningless world, meaning a world where you're an isolated individual going through a world of matter, inter- interacting with other meaningless individuals, eating other meaningless individuals. S- some are dying. Some are being murdered. Other horrible things, this, that, the other. That's meaningless. And, and the lesson is a meaningless world engenders fear. And I take mm-hmm. comfort in that. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm afraid, it's because I'm believing that it's a meaningless world because yeah. that's 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 one of the that's one of the choices you can make. You go like mm-hmm. this is meaningless, or you go the other side, what the courts would call your right-minded, what Christian mysticism would call your true self, and go, no, I life isn't about me. I'm about life. I'm an expression of the one life. Mm-hmm. And Pete coming or going, can we just think about how many billions and billions of people have died? Yeah. <laughs> right. And Pete and Pete's over here going like, but when I die, <laughs> it's a big really one. big deal. <laughs> Shut up. Do you know how many people named Pete Holmes have probably died? Yeah. Like fucking beat it. Yeah. And to all of them it felt a lot of them it felt like but the the enlightened, the sages, the ones that drop their bodies are the ones that have some sort of sense of like yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it was yeah. always going to happen. Well, I think Or nothing was happening anyway. It was all God anyway. You could take any any metaphor, any story you'd like, mm. but you could be like it was never about me. You could go to the the classic that we enjoy. It was a play, it was a Leela mm-hmm. for me to play Pete and you to be Val so I could see Val so Val could see me so we could do this podcast, have these conversations, do these dances, have this, have all this, you know, theater yeah. to know each other, to know that we're alive. Mm-hmm. And, and it, to think that the curtain goes down, like you're watching a puppet show and one of the puppets dies. Mm-hmm. The things holding the puppets aren't dead. They don't die. <laughs> yes. Right. And, and I, I, well, a couple things. Our friend, I, I don't think she will mind us sharing, um, our friend had, I'm going to say a spiritual experience. I already told this story on the podcast. It hasn't come out yet, but I have to ask her about the oh. DNA. Um, no, this part is different. It was, it's really fast. So she had the realization cause she's also in, into the course in miracles, a uh, course in miracles. They're who got me into it. Yeah. And she, but she had this realization that I feel like is so, I don't know if it's aligned with the course in miracles. It might be, but is definitely aligned with like like feminine mysticism and like this being holy and sacred. But she was like, we were here to be someone, some of the one and And to be awesome. Some of the awe. So like have your personality, do your thing, be, be here and be part of the, the one, some of the one because we're here. So we're here to do that, to be some of the one. And then like, 
everything in life has ever been that will change and shift. It will change and but shift. But it will always be some of the one. But it will always be some of the one. And then you, you know, you just kind of return to some of the one in a different shape. She didn't say this part. Now I'm her experience was very death positive. It was very, very much, which by the way, other people who have done similar things, journeys, it was was ayahuasca. Yeah. I don't think that's, Uh, I don't know. We should ask, but we can, uh, I mean, we're not even saying her name, but other people who, who've done that in your, in your experiences, it's just so nice to know that these people have these experiences that aren't necessarily even always pleasant but they come back being like, oh, right, we don't have to fear death. There's actually nothing at all to be afraid of. Right. Now, I don't, I really would wonder if Maharaji and Ram Dass, all these, you know, people, when they left their bodies, I would guess their bodies, just like all of our bodies, would panic would resist yeah because that's a mechanism designed to keep us alive and i don't know if that goes away i think the difference is like the body resists the body resists like when i was in labor well it'd be like shivering when you're cold exactly like do enlightened people shiver when they're cold right yeah and when i was in labor i mean i didn't do it as much so there are people who are and maybe even listening now who like did hypnobirthing real serious and maybe they had did. There are people who claim that they had like painless births. Yeah. Um, that sounds really awesome. I did hypnobirthing. I didn't do it. I was so scared. For so you. intense, but when you um, were going to do that, I was relieved that you took the epidural. Yeah. The, the adding the shame of failing your That's hypnobirthing right. was like, just, I was like, what a terrible, that's, to be overwhelmed with what people are like, that's one of the worst pains you can feel. Yes. And you're also not being spiritual enough or focused enough. That's what enough. I told my friend who like after I had a baby and she was going to have a baby and was like asking about hypnobirthing. I was like, I think that teaches really great tools. I, um, I definitely don't think anything like I, I'm not a fan of anything that makes you feel like you could give birth in any sort of wrong way. <laughs> yeah. And, and you I, had get a real red marker F meaning huge pain. Like it's yes. not working. Yes. You're not centered and you're feeling it. <laughs> yes. What a nightmare. Yes, exactly. And if you had shame about that, that's how is that helpful? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, and, and the resisting. So like, I remember a very specific moment in my labor where it's like the baby was dropping and this was when we were walking to the car to go to the hospital and the doula had told me the whole time, 58 hours, I will always say it when I can, um, that, so this had been at this point, like 50 hours and she kept saying, (laughs) so you only had a full night's sleep to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she kept saying, I kept wanting to go to the hospital and she kept saying, w- you'll be ready to go to the hospital when it feels like you're about to poop your pants. Like it's like, it, it is weird. It feels like the baby's coming out of your butt and you're like, this is wrong. <laughs> I thought the baby did come out of my butt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how precious. precious. Um, so I was like walking to the car and the doula was like, can you relax your butt muscles? Like, can you relax them? And I was like, yeah, I think I am. And she was like, okay, I just want you to feel back there. And it was like, 
Nacho Libre. Tight buns. Tightest buns ever. And I was like, whoa. Like, I just had no... You had no idea. And then I was like, so then no, I can't relax. Because I had no idea they were even clenched. Like, it, so this is... I'm I, That story is really funny to me. But I also am telling it to be like... There, there are biological things that we are not in control of. Our yeah. body is going to do that's what right. our body's going to do. I do. I, I happen to know the story when Maharaji, that's Neem Karoli Baba, Ramdas's guru, died. Um, he sat up and said, "Apparently, there, there's like, there's like, again, I don't know if this is just fun or if it's literally true. I can't know." But you do hear stories of beautiful deaths. You Ramdas sat up, took three deep breaths, and died. That's mm. like a very like monastic way of dying. Mm. Um, the reports were that he wasn't. It wasn't like a no 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 like it wasn't that. Yes, which is great because Ramdas, when he had a stroke, was very like no 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 no, and he yeah. took that as like a that was his bro. Like it sounds like a joke, but that was his Brody bark, meaning like oh mm. I I didn't know that was in me. I thought it was doing. Yeah, I was clearer than yeah. But Maharaji apparently sat up and said, hail the creator of the universe and then lay down and died. Wow. Which, yeah, which is pretty fun, uh, fun. I, yes, funny. Yes, I, that's what I'm saying is like, but I would not be surprised and we'll never know. But if Ramdas was like, at that point was just able to be like, there is fear in my body. There is, you know, like I think that's he a, wouldn't yes. say it out loud, but was no, just that's totally. Book. It's right there on the shelf, walking each other home. Like it's about death, and and it's like they've in other cultures they've laid laid it out in steps. It's like there's a coldness, yeah. there's a sensation of this, like because they interviewed enough people as they were dying mm. that were that were conscious enough, that were calm enough to kind of like explain it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, just like it's, shivering when you're cold. But we're back to the the guess that's so big that it includes the thing that you would say this isn't right. Mm. Can I just say my lesson for today is um, my only function is the function God gave me, and, and that mm. function in the course is to forgive. Mm. And it's like so when something happens, like you're you're dying and mm. you're and you're afraid, or the dog is barking, or your friends are. It's funny we have friends here, but like let's say they were getting on my nerves, they're absolutely not. Mm-hmm. You would say let this not get in the way of, of remembering my one function, meaning like there's only one thing to do mm-hmm. and that's forgive. Mm-hmm. That's course language, but there's only one thing to do. It's to not resist or to stay open or to keep your connection to your true self. These are all the traditions mm-hmm. because we're, everything we're doing is rehearsing for being able to forgive pooping your pants as you're, as you're dying. Can yeah. I, this sounds like a bit, but it's true. I wish really bad because like, you know, if life goes as we planned, I'll be an old man and you'll be there when I'm dying. Right. Mm-hmm. If I could die, uh, beautifully, we're, we're planning on me being there when you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the woman who you're clearly going to swing on to the next vine with <laughs> is just calmly in the background. I'm like, what's going on here? And I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I would love to die beautifully Mm-hmm. peacefully and with all of this surrender and forgiveness and spaciousness and that whole like it was all it was all this it was always here I was always here like mm-hmm. don't worry Pete's going 
but I'm not dying. Like nothing's dying and nothing's mm-hmm. happening. It's, mm-hmm. It was all an excuse to forgive. It was all an excuse to remember. It was all an excuse to love. And then I die mm-hmm. beautifully. Mm-hmm. Three deep breaths, lay back down and I die. If I could just pop in the frame as a ghost and go, can you believe it? I fucking did it. <laughs> I did it. And Val, I am so clear. It's, it's heaven. I'm going to hell. Like, if I could just come back, that, yeah. that would be oh, the tips. Well, you know, I promise that if I am there, um, that You'll when do it? you do it, I'll do it for you. I'll go, yeah. he did it. He, <laughs> hot damn, he did it. <laughs> and I'll that like makes me really point happy. to the sky and wink and like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I'll picture you like in a white robe in the sky winking back and of course catching a football for some reason <laughs> yeah I'm like I guess he's into sports up there yeah it was always a lack of ability not interest <laughs> that's <laughs> wouldn't that. I guess put that on the epitaph that was a defense I pretended <laughs> that I wasn't interested because I couldn't do it do okay. we have mid-rolls? yeah we have to do mid rolls and then we'll come back um i want to say one more thing about our friends ayahuasca trip which is incredible and we'll get into that when we come back and also the story of my travel day which i think was just a really beautiful story of some of these course principles and some of the things we've been talking about but like in a real world application so we'll be back in two minutes pardon the interruption friends this episode is brought to us by our friends at the perfect gene which i've been wearing on tour all week You know why? Because I'm always wearing the perfect jean because they're the perfect pant. I don't understand how it's 2023 and people are still walking around in uncomfortable pants. It used to be the only option if you wanted something stretchy. Uh, You had to wear like what? Linen or uh, yoga pants. I can't pull that off. I'm not sting. It looks stupid. So enter the perfect jean, which is not only the best fitting pair of pants that I own. It is also the best looking pair of pants I own. I would put them, and I have put them against, designer jeans, weird custom jeans that I bought at some strange denim company. Screw that. The perfect jean looks way better and feels way, way better than any other pair of pants I've ever spent way too much money on. And they're not that expensive. They're not expensive at all, in fact. They're the best pants I've ever owned. I haven't taken them off since they arrived. I just rotate between my blues, my dark blues, my grays, and my blacks. I have four or five pairs of perfect jeans, and that is it, because I found my perfect pant, and I'm not looking back. What's the secret? There's soven, woven, soven into it. 2% spandex, 2.5% rayon for extra comfort and movement that your man parts require. That's right. This jean stretches so your nuts ain't crushed, thereby providing the only true home for your bone. They're super soft. You might even forget that you're wearing pants. They're so soft. They're clinically proven. I can't say that. They are softer than a baby's butt, in my opinion. That's anecdotal. Softer than a baby's butt. <laughs> and best of all, they're not khakis. Fuck your khakis and spare your nuts. The perfect jean for the perfectly imperfect men, just 60 bucks. 60 bucks when you use promo code WEIRDO at checkout. Liberate your lower limbs with the one and only Perfect Gene. Whether you're working with lemons or lentils, a three-leaf clover, or a big ol' honk and eggplant, the Perfect Gene has you covered. Take a peek at www.theperfectgene.nyc. That's theperfectgean.nyc. And use code WEIRDO for 25% off at checkout. Do your lower half a favor look good and feel good and show your support of this show. We're also brought to us by our friend, a total game changer, Ritual, multivitamins and 
pro, pre, and postbiotics. Every podcast has a pooper. That's why we invited you. Yeah, we're talking about poop. With Ritual Symbiotic plus a three-in-one clinically proven prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic designed to help support a balanced microbiome, we are spilling the beans and eating them too. That means there's no more shame in your gut game. You guys know we talk a lot about gut health on this show. It has a lot to do with your well-being, your overall feeling of wellness, as well as there's more and more studies coming out that your, your stomach, your gut, is basically like another brain. You have to take care of it. And so much of our soil and our food is just devoid of the things it used to have in it and we need to supplement. Not only do I take Ritual's multivitamin for men every single day, and when I went to the doctor, they told me my vitamins were off the chart, and as a mostly vegan person, that is an incredible feat indeed. I start every day with this three-in-one prebiotic, postbiotic, and probiotic that has two of the world's most clinically studied probiotic strains to support the relief of mild and occasional digestive discomforts like bloating, gas, and diarrhea. Let's just say it. It's helping with bloating, gas, and diarrhea. Why include a postbiotic? Well, it provides fuel to the cells that make up the gut lining and supports a healthier gut barrier. That means it's win-win. And a delayed release capsule, just like their multivitamin, is designed to help survive the harsh conditions of the upper GI tract for delivery to the colon, which is the ideal place for probiotics to grow and thrive. It's an all-in-one single nested minty capsule. It tastes delicious. Minty capsule with no refrigeration needed. So it's easy to take with you when you travel. Proof, proof, uh, what's a proof in point? Case in point, I have it with me here in Portland. Ritual, when I leave, I have a lot of supplements that I take at home, but the only ones that I always take with me are my Ritual uh, uh, Symbiotic Plus and my Ritual Multivitamin. So Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. It's time to listen to your gut. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash weird to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash weird to add, to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today and show your support of this show. All right, everybody, let's get back to it. And we're back. (laughs) I was checking the time so Mm. I could tell Katie. Mm -hmm. The other thing on the the ayahuasca trip, and I did say this in the Jean-Marco episode, which will be out in a couple weeks, but like... He's so funny. Um, she she had a moment where the medicine, she could see it as like figures entering her and, and going inside and like fixing her. Mm-hmm. And they were cleaning her DNA. Mm-hmm. And she said, what are you doing? And they said, well, sorry, I kind of ruined it. They said, we're cleaning your DNA and your talons. And she said... We're scrubbing your talons. And she went, my talons? Like my eagle talons? And they said, no, T-A-L-E-N-S. And she's like, what is that? She's like, okay. After her trip, she Googles it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a pretty recent, I think, discovery, a type of DNA, like a type of science science in the DNA. It's called a talon. So the mother ayahuasca knew a term that she didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's so cool. And I know for our, our more skeptical, what beautiful minds you have, maybe she read it unconsciously. That's, uh, I, we'll concede. But I'm yeah. over here going like, 
that doesn't sound like something I knew. Mm-mm. And if they, I, and and totally, I could totally believe she didn't know it. Why? She's not reading the American Journal of Science. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yes. So we're cleaning your talents. And then it spelled it for her. T-A-L-E-N-S. It's, it's <laughs> so unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. That made me want to do it. I'm I not know. in that place in my life, but, and I don't just mean a, a dad. I just mean like, I'm just at a beautiful cruising altitude, loving the course, mm-hmm. feeling very connected. And I don't need the uh, licking the car battery even of something as glorious as that. Yeah. Um, travel day. Yeah, the travel day. And then we'll skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> that was terrible. I know. I was laughing like a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. I just had a day. So I'm doing the show that'll be on Freebie, which I think you get through Amazon. I don't know. But, um, it's called the Pradeeps of Pittsburgh. And I was in uh, the city where we're, we're shooting. It's in Canada. And um, when I got there, I was only there for two days. And the day before I was flying out there, like my, the guy, the, the crew member driving me was like, big blizzard coming through. His name was Victor. He's like, big blizzard coming through. <laughs> nice. like, and he was like, he's going to shut down the airport. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Really? And I, I like, but you know, my, um, lesson, my course in miracles lesson for that day was let me recognize that my problems have already been solved. Mm. So whenever you had a problem, you would say, let me recognize this problem has already been solved. And mm. what that means is, cause there I was having a problem. Mm. I might not be able to get home and I want to get home. I want to be with my family. I, I have things on the calendar in LA. I got to get home was to, um, was to the teaching of it was to say the only problem is that you think you're separate from God. Mm. And in fact, you make problems again, this is course sort of story. You make problems to show that you exist and that, uh, that you've triumphed over God, that your reality, you're actually the creator of reality. This is the world and God doesn't exist and, and all this sort of stuff. And so you want problems. So when you have a problem, you go like, actually, the only problem is the, se- the belief that we separated. And the truth is we never separated. So let me recognize that this problem's already been solved. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the perfect lesson mm-hmm. for this. So even when he said that, I remember being in the car and going like, this is, this is a good one. Yeah. I can't always do that. But I was like, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. This is a moment where in real time I can say, oh, I'm tempted to be mad. Mm-hmm. That I was, I was flying in just for a fitting and a table read. And a lot of table reads happen over Zoom. So really I was just flying in to try on a suit. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's pretty f- funny to fly across the country <laughs> to try on a suit. So it was very, <clears throat> it was incredibly tempting to get mad. Mm-hmm. In fact, the whole weekend I kept having this little red devil on my shoulder being like, can you believe you flew here mm. just to try on a suit? And mm. I would, I'd have to go like, I have to remember my only problem has already been solved. Like, stop it. And you and I would talk on at a lower altitude. We're just going, some things are just for fun. Just enjoy yeah. the trip. Yeah. And it was actually easy for me to get into that space. Mm-hmm. But there was this temptation. And the courts would say like, you want to be angry. You want to be separate. You want this production to have told you to do this and and for them to be wrong and for you to be innocent like you love that Mm. that's what it means like get honest you wanted me to have a hard time with Leela I wanted the production to be asking more than they ought to so I could be right and they could be wrong Mm -hmm. because that's what we get off on Mm -hmm. and I was like stop it 
just enjoy it. You're the opposite of every person I know that's married to a showbiz person. Not the opposite. Some of them are beautiful and wonderful, but understandably, some of them don't love it. Mm-hmm. And you were like, this is great. Enjoy it. Have fun. Mm-hmm. And, and then I ended up, again, worrying about this blizzard. It did start snowing quite hard. And I did try on a suit. <laughs> and So the task was done. The task was done. Then I did the table read, which, which was fun. And then we were going to this dinner. And at the dinner, I was sitting with one of the cast members, understandably, uh, Pradeep's, uh, a lot of the cast are Indian. Mm-hmm. And the woman that I was talking to was telling me that her grandmother knew Neem Karoli Baba. So cool. I was like, what is this? You don't, mm-hmm. like, guys, come on. Billions of people in India. I'm pretty sure it's in the bees. Billions. <laughs> and of all those people, I'm talking to somebody who now lives here and is an actor and a comedian and is on the same show as me. And her grandmother would sit with Neem Karoli Baba. Like, what is happening? Yeah. We had this great chat about Hinduism, about India, about Bhav. The Bhav is the the like warm, gooey mm. feeling you get when you're in satsang, when you're in community mm. with other spiritual people. And I was, and we were creating this bhav. It was mm. so funny. We're, I'm also talking about video games with the kid that's on the show, and I'm, then I'm splitting off and talking to her, and we're getting this gooey gelatin air going mm. between us, and I'm loving it. And we had this dinner, and we ended up laughing so hard. I, I, one of the happiest things that can happen is when you feel like who you are is of use or service. Sure. Or the, like you click in, like it's summer camp, like I'm the guy that does this or that, mm-hmm. or I'm the girl that does this or that. And at this meal, I realized like, I, I can be funny. Like mm-hmm. I'm funny. Like it, I like remembered it. Cause most of the time we're just parents. <laughs> like that's what's happening. Yes. Right. You're remembering another part of yourself. I'm a grown up at a dinner. Oh yes. And I go, wait a minute. I, these softballs keep getting pitched to me and I'm like, I can hit these softballs. Yeah. So we start riffing and dying laughing and it won't mm. translate, but we did this bit. I started doing Jerry Seinfeld talking about desserts for some reason. Mm. Cause we were, I was talking about how bananas suck and they have no, no business in a dessert. Mm. And then I was like, you can foster a banana, but you can only jubilee a cherry or like something mm-hmm. like that. And then I called it, Jubilee Seinfeld. I was trying to find some pun. And then across the table, this other cast member goes, Cherry Seinfeld. <laughs> it was right there. It was right. And we're just, this table, it's hard to get it to a round table of mm-hmm. eight, 10 people, like all laughing at the mm-hmm. same thing. Now we're just delighting, not only in the joke and that like we were so close to the joke and we didn't get it. And the other person got it and we're saying Cherry Seinfeld and we're doing the bits and talking about pears and just doing, everyone's doing the Seinfeld voice and just having a ball. Mm. So I was so fed by that experience and now I'm so excited. Like they could fly me out to try on one shoe and I'd do it just because <laughs> it would be fun to see everybody again. It's starting to feel like summer camp. Mm-hmm. And then, but then the next morning, so the dinner ended like 10, 10.30 <coughs> and I had to get up at four <laughs> to go to the airport. And again, I'm wondering if the blizzard is going to, shut right. things down so i'm checking the app every every couple minutes <laughs> wake up at four i actually slept which was crazy like usually you go to bed 10 30 and you know you have to get up at four yeah, you're, gonna, you're like, not half gonna sleep, sleep. well yeah. i actually slept the alarm woke me up wow i was like fuck that's incredible yeah the travel coordinator whose name is sonia met me at the airport that oh. alone because oh i'm sorry there was a mistake with my work permit and we had to fix it so she said i'll meet you at the airport and i'm like you're going to meet me at 4:30 in the morning at the airport so she did nice 
And we ended up, we got to this, she took me to this part of customs where there was just like a, it looked like the set of um, severance. It was just like the most bureaucratic neon lit, it's just a gray wall with a door. And to get to that gray wall with a door, I walked by security and I'm an airport person. I don't fuck around with airports. Mm-hmm. I get through, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fast and I got to get in that line. But we have to do this work permit for thing first. And I'm very aware that there's a line I could be in. And it's mm-hmm. long. It's a snaking. I know you're tired. I'm sorry. No, I'm loving it. This snaking long line. And I'm like, so there's just this real type A airport Pete part of me that's like, I should be in that line, but we got to do this work permit thing. Mm-hmm. So we go over. At least when we're in the bureaucratic customs part, I can't see the line anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was good. It put it out of my mind. Sure. We get to the door, we buzz, she buzzes in and she's like, we need to fix a work permit just into like a little intercom. And they're like, um, we'll be ready in like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, now we're just going to stand here for 20 minutes. What? And again, let me recognize that my only problem has already been solved. Mm. She starts talking about the present moment. Mm. Like I had done nothing to indicate and I don't think she was familiar with me in any way that that's what I was also trying to do. And there in the bureaucratic customs part of this airport, Mm -hmm. we're creating Bob. Like suddenly Mm -hmm. it's happening. She's talking about how important it is to just like, just try and be here. That's why this woman Mm -hmm. is here at four 30 in the morning and isn't miserable. We're like having a lovely chat. We start bonding and enjoying each other. The 20 minutes goes by quickly. Mm -hmm. We go in, they fix the permit. It takes a long time, but we're, we're, dealing with it mm. and then i'm like telling her all about airport pete and how airport pete really needs to get in that line mm. but instead of it being this like horrible labored yeah. thing we had to do yeah this is my point about experiences bad experiences are bad and good experiences are good and if we have enough good experiences we'll die well mm. it was like no it was a surrender into what it was mm-hmm. and it was helpful that this woman was doing it like she was helping we were doing it together yeah that's what the, that's what you and i are that's what this podcast is like let's remind each other that we can make a choice mm-hmm. i can stop when i want to and mm-hmm. not go oh this sucks maybe i should just do it when i come back or whatever mm-hmm. we just did it and then she's like okay let me walk you back to the line and this won't mean anything this won't mean nearly as much to everyone listening maybe some people listening if you're like me Nothing makes me happier than clean, maybe not nothing, but clean, efficient, um, what's the word? Like serendipitous, meaning like uh, things just go your way, travel, Mm -hmm. just makes me happier than you could imagine. Because I've had it go the other way so many times. Mm. And here we are already getting like a chunky start. And as she's walking me back to the huge ass line that was at least an hour, Mm -hmm. we walk by this this hole in the wall. Like, what is this? Where are we? Yeah. Like we had gone up an escalator. Like, where is this? <laughs> yeah. You understand? It's- Security's on the ground level. We went up an escalator. We're in customs. We're, what were you going to say? Well, it just feels like a like a nebulous place that isn't real. Like it's only for you. I don't know. That's what I, I'm picturing. No, you're completely right. <laughs> it's like noticing there's a door in your house yes. and you open it and there's your own personal Benihana in there. Like it's, <laughs> we're walking by. It's a life callback. Yeah. We're walking by and it says, because there's no pre-check mm-hmm. international because it's customs, but there is global entry. 
And I have global entry. Yeah. And it's 4.30 in the morning. So I just didn't think, wait, I have global entry. So I didn't even think to ask, do I have global entry? It wasn't on my mind. I was like, just bite the bullet, get in the line. Yeah. But because me and this woman, Sonia, go this way, we walk past this like hole in the wall. When I say sleepy, I mean, no one was in the security line. There were like three or four people in this weird upstairs security line that says global entry. And I'm like, I have global entry. And I'm like, let me see if I can get through. There was someone ahead of me. She stops and waits to see if I get through. Mm -hmm. She was done. She could leave. But we had this bond. Bob bond. Bob bond. This love. Yeah. Two people. Like, I don't want to overstate it, but it felt like a recognition of, I don't know you, you don't know me, but like, we're doing this and I'm helping. And And it was so beautiful. Yes. And I know I've said this, I said this to you when you told me the story when you got back, but like, it just feels so much more important to have a connection with someone in that setting. Like it feels just, it, there's more of a weight to it that yeah. you both beat the odds. Yes. We're in the worst, one of the worst place, like the place where the most headaches happen. Yeah. And in order to connect with someone, you have to be like open, you have to be present. You yes. have to be, it's, a ma- it's not a master class, but it's a higher class. Yeah. You have to be softened and like all of these things that you wouldn't be, normally in this gray building doing this like very stressful thing. And when I surrendered my desire to be in the line and just was with her, something blossomed. Mm. And then on the way back, we're walking out and I, and she waits and I say, are you waiting for me? Mm. And she goes, I'm a mom. And I go, I received that as love. And then I showed the woman my global entry card expecting that she'd be like, no, I don't know why. I just was like, this can't work. She goes, yeah, you're okay. Hug Sonia, get in the line, got through security, bag wasn't even stopped. Oh my god. Through gate, flight on time, oh. blizzard. Yeah. Flight on time. No blizzard. Flight at Denver. <coughs> Second flight, not delayed. Just expect the flying into Santa Barbara, small ass airport. Often delayed. It could be delayed. Yeah. My experience so far, not delayed, but I'm Denver is also frosted over. Mm. I'm like, could be delayed. Second flight, no delay. Mm. I was like, then I got home. I was home by like 1.30. Yeah. And we proceeded to have like the best day. It was just this, yep. this like flow that started at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrew, the, the head of production, was texting at like four, checking my flight status for me. I was like, wow. I was just like... I know you could take the story and be like, oh, a special baby boy, he's an actor. That's that's not normal. No. And it's not even Canadian normal. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it was like this above and beyond thing mm-hmm. that I was like, I could have been mad that I was flying there to put on a suit, but you helped me mm-hmm. and the course helped me. And I'm not saying that always makes life magical and great, mm-hmm. but I am saying even when you are waiting in the line at four in the morning to get your work permit... A, a different decision could be made and mm. other people can help you make it to remember. And that's what we're talking about mm. when the interstate with the, where I'm saying the real peace and the real joy and the real meaning happens mm-hmm. is uh, correct. The mm. outer state can't help, but be reflective of that. Mm-hmm. Even when shit's going, even if the flights were delayed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It would have been just as good of a story if the flights were delayed and, and I was able to keep my center. Cause that's the only point. Mm-hmm. Cause 
Because what am I talking about now? I'm talking about a memory. I, it's like this translucent movie that's kind of playing before my eyes as I'm telling the story. Mm. It's nothing. It's nowhere. So all that matters is, am I in that state now? And does the memory of this story help me return to that state now? And it does. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Good work, baby. Should we wait and read a... Yes. A Mary Oliver? Yes. Um, I'm just going to... <laughs> Flip to any one of them. Let's see oh, Rain Wilson just sent me his new book, and it opens with a Mary Oliver oh. poem, and it was a really good one. It was like something about like steps, steps to a good life. Mm. Um, something about like slow down, experience, and then tell about it. Oh, that that's really something lovely. Like that. I think I I know I've heard that one. Okay, I'm gonna play the song. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, I know this one. I, I know we've read this one before, but it's one of my absolute favorites, and I just happened to open to it, so. It's called Don't Hesitate. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind, and much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps it's perhaps sorry, perhaps this is the way of fighting back. That sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not meant to be a crumb. Ooh. It's so good. The music just abruptly stops. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Um, all so right, good, babies. Thank you. Just go ahead and keep it crispy. <laughs> 